Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. What is up? Good morning, good afternoon, wherever in the world you are. Well, I was going to say then, I was going to say, what is up, Daddy Gang? Because I just listened to Alex Cooper's oh, engagement. Coop, Father Coop got I engaged. Know. I feel like Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy was the reason I got into listening to podcasts. Not yep. going to lie. So to see that she was engaged on the weekend, I'm mind blown. And I and when I went, hey, what's up? I literally was thinking, what's up, Daddy Gang? Daddy Gang. And I also listened to Giggly Squad and they always start. So that's Hannah Burner yes. and Paige from Summer House. They always start up and Hannah goes, what's up, my giggly, giggly? And then the second word has to start with a G and she might oh, be like wow. gangsters or geese or something. Oh, <laughs> I don't listen to that podcast. How are you this week? Yeah, I'm good. I, like everyone seems to be saying they're over the short weeks. Yes, this week we had Anzac Day. Yeah. But Sarah and I worked a little bit on Anzac Day. Oh, my laptop died. <laughs> it's and then Sarah, so left. Sarah's laptop died. I thought it was the end of the world. Mercury retrograde. Absolutely, Mercury retrograde. And it's funny. I was talking to a friend on the weekend. I was like, "Oh, watch out! It's eclipse season and Mercury retrograde." What's eclipse season again? Um, it's a portal between the solar eclipse and the, the lunar eclipse, and it just makes manifestations easier. Oh, yes, true, energies. True, true. But having them at the same time, oh! But can I just say, wow, I'm proud of myself how I handled the situation because when I, you know, I'm terrible at tech. Yeah. Terrible. And whenever something goes wrong, I always, I'm like, I panic and I need someone else to fix it. Uh-huh. I handled it so well, went to Apple, made the appointment, sat there for two and a half hours. They tried to reboot my software and they're like, look, we're going to have to wipe your computer. There's nothing you can do when it's and that's that it. point. It's like, I was just like, it's done. I was like, there's nothing I can do. I tried. You were a little bit salty when we sat down to do Like not salty, <laughs> but you were a bit short. I think if you're frustrated. Frustrated. Yeah. Oh, of course I was yeah. frustrated. I mean, my, I would have been frustrated too. It's fucking annoying. My whole life revolves around. Yeah, but you didn't. Okay, I've been telling Sarah for probably about seven years to use iCloud. Yeah. And right. Sarah's always like, oh, iCloud, I don't know what it is. Like, where is it sitting in the cloud? I and still I'm like, don't- I don't know where it sits, but you need to have iCloud because if you log into iCloud on a new laptop, all your stuff will transfer over. And you always say to me, oh, it's too confusing. Don't know where the cloud is. I'm like, I don't care where the cloud is. What happened to you because you didn't have iCloud? Oh, no. So thank God. So the problem is, my laptop wouldn't charge. Mm-hmm. I was filming something for FIFA with Zach, wouldn't charge. I was like, oh, God, this is great. That's happened to me before. It's so annoying. Went to Apple and they're like, oh, let's try it. Oh, it won't work. One, I didn't know that you can charge your laptop from both sides. What? Yeah. Oh, my Actually. <laughs> no. Did you? Yes, I knew. Oh, I didn't know that. And so no I was like. I wonder it wasn't charging. You've overused it. 
freaking hole. Probably. <laughs> Probably that. Gross, but you've but overused the one whole, side. Sorry. Like the one, the whole <laughs> one side. It's, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. <laughs> um. So he went to the underused hole and charged, but like only for a bit, but enough to let him be like, hey, what have you got on here? Have you backed up? I was like, no, I haven't backed up. I haven't been home. And he's like, all right, you've got, I don't know, two bits that were able to save to the cloud. And he went into settings and he's like, oh, I was like, what about my desktop? I was like, I need all these files uh-huh. off my desktop. And he's like, oh, just click this button. And took about an hour, but everything from my desktop then appeared in my files on my phone. That's smart. I don't and know I how was that like, happened. I was like, oh, what? so literally every screenshot, every folder that was on oh, my yeah, phone yeah, 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 is yeah. now on files on my yeah. mobile. Crazy. Anyway, you should definitely, if you don't have iCloud set up, you need to have iCloud set up. Absolutely. Yes. Anyway, that's interesting. My week has been good. It has been a short week. I'm still recovering from this fucking flu that I've had for two weeks. Mm. Um, but I'm slowly starting feeling, starting to feel better. I've got a slight headache still and a sore throat, but I feel heaps better than what I have. I sound better. Still a bit nasally. Very nasally. Mm. Just as you take a sniff. And- yeah. <laughs> um, but what else have I done this week? Um, I had a photo shoot last week with my nieces for preen handbags. Super that cute. That was fun. The photos, I got emailed them today. They're really cute. Um, I've just been trying to take it a little bit slower. So I think I'll have a very chill weekend this weekend. Mm. And I'm very excited for everyone to listen to this episode yeah. because we had the amazing Kaya. Uh-huh. Formerly One Day Bridal, but yes. now Kaya Studios. She was on our podcast and her story is phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. And um, before Inspired the podcast, hey. oh, she just left the studio and I said to you, that was the conversation I just, I needed. think. I needed it. I needed it And I was too. like, okay, goals, strategies, this is what we need to do. And I was it, like, yeah. so Kaya, if you listen, thank you because. <laughs> Fuck, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Thank you so much. I, um, yeah, amazing. Anyway, we should get straight into the podcast. Enjoy, guys. Hi, hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. That's good. I feel like we've kind of wanted you on for a long time and we've had a lot of people be like, can you have Kaya on? Can you have Kaya on? Ah. I'm so grateful that you're here. But can you give us a little background of, let's just say, who who are you? Who am I? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am Kaya, who definitely stumbled into this industry unknowingly at mm-hmm. the time. So I was a bride myself. I got engaged. I was in the police force of all things and was a policewoman at St Kilda Police Station, uh, which was a great career and taught me so much. And I met my husband, went shopping for a wedding, loved fashion, loved being creative, had always been creative during school Um, and went shopping for a wedding gown and was so disappointed. Really? Really? What what time period is this? This is, so we're looking 14 years ago now. Okay. So, you know, it was like ball gown central. Yeah. It was you walked into the shop and they were like, put on gloves and don't touch the gowns and wait to be spoken to. And it was just felt very dated and very 
intimidating. Intimidate. Like. like you don't know what you're doing when you go shopping for a wedding dress. I was the first one of my girlfriends to get married. Yeah. So I hadn't been a bridesmaid. I hadn't had any family weddings. It was all very new for me. And then to walk into a shop and feel like I'd done something wrong oh, yeah. from just walking in and also not knowing like what the prices were. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Um. So it really shook me that that's how the whole industry run and felt really not aligned with how we shopped at the time for mm. clothing as well. Like it, I think Australian designers have always been renowned for being modern and on the forefront of fashion and always pushing the boundaries and being different, and that is not what Bridal felt like when wow. I went shopping. So It's quite a unique experience too. You think yeah, when you yeah. you want it to be... Well, it's a not like really nice experience. Yeah. You do. Like, yeah. you, you know, you, it's the most, it's such a special time. You're excited. You're so in love. Yeah. You have your loved ones with you or your most special people that mm. you want to share that with. And then you walk into an area or a zone and you don't really know what's going on. You don't know what you're meant to do. You don't know. You don't know what you're meant to say. You don't know how you're meant to feel. Yeah. And then to be met with a lot of just no warmth was just so obscure for me. So I actually went down the path of having a designer design my dress. It was, I loved the creative process of it. It was incredible just, you know, sketching. And I worked very closely with her, but it was all her. She, you know, would sketch things and pull things and fabrics on me. And I just loved seeing the fabrics. And then she showed me the pattern room and then she showed me the dressmakers. And I was like, I was in heaven. My mum had had a fashion label in sportswear. So I'd kind of been... Exposed. Exposed to yeah. some degree to it. So it, but it just reignited that passion for just being creative. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I had some family problems and wasn't enjoying the police force, couldn't see myself having a long term career there and just was, had sparked so much creativity through my wedding dress process that I actually went and worked for the designer as a oh, client wow. manager just to take a break, do something different. Do yeah. I like it? Do I not? Who knows? Yeah. Why not? There was, it, there was no, I had no children, no animals, like mm, there was yeah. nothing dependent. Yeah. I had not that much cost in my life, so it was pretty good. Um, pretty carefree, really, just married. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And out of that, I really adored being in the fashion industry, like looking at what all the fabrics coming in, what you could and couldn't do, and probably having a really naivety to the whole process actually allowed me to explore things differently, uh-huh. I think. So... When I worked for her, she was great creative genius but also crazy, which was interesting in itself and just decided that I didn't want to be that crazy with her. So (laughs) (laughs) left and had no idea what I was going to do. My husband was like, oh, you should go to work because you're really not fun when you don't work. (laughs) He's like, you need to be busy and you're not busy and you need to go to work, do something. So I went and worked at Sass and Bide in retail and then had some – people approach me and be like, would you manage my process with a dressmaker? Because I feel oh, wow. like it's a certain language and a certain technical expertise that you know to be able to translate what you want mm. to a dressmaker who has a very set idea of what they want too. Yeah. So that's how it all started for me. And in that time as well, I went back to school, I could always sketch. So I could, you know, when a client would tell me what they want, I could sketch it out and go, is this what you mean? Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. And show fabrics. I think being very, you know, showing people visually and looking at references is so important to make sure you're on the same page mm. because you might say something and they might interpret it differently. And I think 
traditionally that wasn't explored as heavily as well. Um, Set up a Facebook page that just had all different types of inspirations in it that weren't bridal but could be applied to bridal. Oh, wow. And then that's how it just all started gradually evolving into what at the time was one day bridal. Yes. Um, And that kicked it off and we went from my second bedroom then to a tiny little store in Elwood that was literally about, if you imagine, like your bathroom at home, it was probably that big. And then it was so cute. I used to stand at the door and talk to people because I had nothing to do. I had no clients. So I was like, I just talked to everyone walking past and just had one dress in the window and they'd be like, oh, and that's word of mouth got around and that's, you know, Elwood is an area where there is a lot of young couples. Mm-hmm. So it was good. So I started getting work through that and then we moved to South Melbourne and then I went to, I can keep going. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we have questions. I'm cool, cool, so cool. invested yeah. in this story. And then I was like, you know, I wasn't really making money. It was great. I was so fulfilled. Is this at the South Melbourne? Yeah. yeah. Like I was making. And it was still one day bridal. It was still one day bridal. Yeah. I was, you know, I could, it was so hard because, you know, you make a dress for a client and then in bridal, particularly girls' body shapes do change a lot and you're making specifically for them for that day. And a corset is like a structured object. Mm. And if someone's shrinking or growing inside, it's not made to do those things. Yeah. So I'd find that my costs were all over the shop and I couldn't control them and all girls would change their minds and I'm just a nice person. So I'd be like, of course I'll do that. And then I'd be like, oh, I just spent an extra 20 hours doing that. That's not really, there goes my whole margin in my product. So I went over to America and saw how their industry run and it was completely different. And I was like, oh, this is how you do it. So this is, theirs is made to order. You design a collection, you know, like how most fashion works, yeah. you um, buyers buy off those and they sell it in a size and then the client would alter down yeah. to their, you know, however they want it altered, whether they want it super tight, a little bit loose. And that seemed to run really well over there. And that's how it was done and that's how all the boutiques bought. And so I was like, okay, it's not really how we operate in Australia, but why not? Like you said, why not have a go? Because it's not working the other way and I love what I do. Yeah. So that's when Chosen by One Day at the time was born because I I still wanted to do made to measure and I still wanted to have the opportunity to do bespoke Mm -hmm. things, but it not to be run under the same brand because it was a different product. And that picked up really quickly. We did. I got offered to go to New York Fashion Week within sort of announcing it within a couple of months yeah. or New York Bridal Fashion Week and so and had a really good friend that operated in that space and she's like, you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Like don't think about it, just mm-hmm. do and then worry about all your problems later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, say yeah. yes and we'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out, Karen. You, you know, business is problem solving. Yeah, we, so it's oh, going to be. That's what we say every day. Yeah. yeah. Every day. So every, like, literally every day that's all you do. So. Off I went with um, Stephanie, who's my sister. My whole family works in the business now, but at the time it was just Steph. And we went over there and we picked up some big accounts straight off. So it kind of just like kicked everything into gear and that's when it started, the business started to grow quite quickly at that point. What year was this? This was, I would say, around 2015, 16. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So. So you big US-based accounts? Yeah, big US accounts yeah. that have, you know, multiple boutiques. Yeah. They're doing big buyers, some mm. stock buyers as well from department stores. So it was, it really opened my eyes to, you know, having volume. Yeah. That, that was really important. And also, you know, in a world where I'd kind of self-taught myself everything to, 
to a degree, I had to really start to get a lot more sophisticated in the yeah. way that, you know, our tech packs for gowns, the way we manufactured, how we manufactured it all had to be rethought at mm-hmm. that time as well because I was like, oh, we can't do what we do. You had to up-level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really quickly. Yeah. But you do it. You make yeah. it work. Um, and so that continued to grow, which was really exciting and word started to get out that we were you know, a new Australian brand on the scene and, and bridal itself was sort of having a resurgence and there was definitely a lot of brands starting to think the same way and in their own aesthetic but, you know, just this more modern bride yeah. and, you know, not being that traditional ball gown that seemed to always be around. So that was a really exciting time, particularly for Australian designers. We were getting a lot of notice. Yeah. And then I met... In New York, I met Claire Murphy, who's our CEO now, but at the time she was a, c- a consultant. I was having a lot of trouble with being creative and running and trying to get all these collections done and, and clients and then also running the business and having strong leadership. And strong leadership is communication. It is relationships. It's leading your people and bringing mm-hmm. them with you. And I probably wasn't that great at that at the time and needed some help in coaching myself. I've always had mentors, but she was the one at the time that was really helping me sort of understand what I needed to do to bring the team with me and how I could do it strategically. So she came on, she was living in New York, but then moved back and her family's in New York, but then moved back to Melbourne. And she um, had decided to have children later in life and had fallen pregnant and had been in corporate and had been an executive. And she's like, actually, you need a CEO. Like you need to decide, do you want to be creative or do you want to run the business because you're getting to a stage where I don't think it's attainable if you do your just You're going to end up. It's difficult, yeah. If you really want to scale and grow to the extent Mm -hmm. you want. And I've always said from the start of the business, I want to be a global business. So that's always been a goal is I want to be a global business. So she's like, if you really want to hit that, these are some of the tough decisions and crossroads you're going to come across. And originally I said I wanted to be the CEO, which now is laughable. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why is that laughable? Because I'm not that person. Like I just really, seeing how Claire runs the company and the conversations she has every minute of the day and the the tasks and responsibilities and accountabilities she has and what I have, which are very different, I I would not want to do her job, to be honest. She loves her job. I don't want to do mm-hmm. her job. I yeah. think she would think the same about my job. Too. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's why it works. Um, but she came on. She said halfway through the process of high, so. Sorry, backtrack. Started off doing the CEO stuff. Was like, oh, this is <laughs> not me. I do not want to do this at mm, all. Yeah. And so she said, that's okay. It's it's actually really great to learn this early on about yourself and have that awareness we're going to need to hire a CEO then. So we started that process and halfway through the hiring process, she came to me and she said, just letting you know, I'd like to put myself forward. Oh, wow. wow. And I was so honoured and so happy. Hired. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, I was like, cool, pull the ad down, we're off, you're hired. (laughs) But I'm about to have a baby. And I was like, for me, that's great. I feel like mothers, they multitask, they, if, you want to work and it's not for everyone, but if you do want to work, you make, you it, happen. make, yeah, you make it happen. So true. And it can be tricky at times, but, you, you know, she already had one child, so she knew what she was in for. And so I said, no, that's fine. We'll just, you know, manage it as it comes. And ever since that point, she has been our CEO and I have been the creative director and we, I talk to her more than anyone. Yeah. And we, it literally, that's who I was on the phone to yeah. before I walked yeah. in today because New York's about to, she's about to head to bed. 
she lives in New York now. Uh-huh. But we relocated her back to New York when we opened our New York boutique yeah. to run New York operations and not run New York operations, but to be there as a presence, senior presence. And it's been, it's grown. We've, you know, we've got over, I think, 60 global or maybe 70 global stockists now. Wow. Three flagships, one in Melbourne. We just opened Sydney. I've been in yes. Sydney this week um, fixing that up. And then New York. So, so crazy. It's been From Elwood to New York. Elwood to, I don't know. <laughs> and I wish I had some photos to show you or could you explain it, but I think bathroom size, like enough to get like a shower, a toilet and a sink in, wow. that's about how big it was. And those the brides from that era would remember it as well and explain it exactly the same. No bathroom, tiniest change room ever. Like I almost had to like turn away and be like, cool, just get changed. <laughs> yeah. Look at the wall. No, no room for friends or family. It was very tight. But it worked. Yeah. People liked it. It was personal and it was different to what was being offered. So. Do you now, I want to talk more about the growth and stuff, but now just say you're in Melbourne and someone's got an appointment. Are you always present at those appointments? No, no I wish I am. I mean, I wish yeah. I could be because I feel like you learn so much by being close to the customer uh-huh. and you should never, you know, get too much distance between you and the customer, particularly those running the business. All of our managers have to spend some time at the moment, being close to the customer at yeah. some point within a quarter just mm-hmm. to make sure that we're all understanding what's happening in the market and what's happening with our customer. But I will design, my predominant role now is design collections to keep the brand um, like a brand guardian almost mm-hmm. to make sure that what we're doing is always aligned to run our campaigns, although I have a producer in-house as well that, that runs them, but to come up with a creative to come up with the idea, I'm the idea, like mm-hmm. ideas, and yeah. then I have a team that now um, helps me make it happen. For bridal, how many dresses do you design for a collection? Yeah, so any, so we have the two brands. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, each brand releases two collections of between twelve and sixteen pieces. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it feels pretty constant now. It doesn't yeah. feel like it, it used like to feel like we used to have a lull, and we yeah. used to have like that little time off period where you could relax. Yeah. Now it feels but like you can't, it's, being a global brand. It's like wedding seasons are now opposite. opposite. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It just exactly. keeps going. Yeah. yeah. As Australia kind of quietens down, the New UK York. and yeah. US kicks off. So. Yeah. I was going to say, do you see any similarities or differences in wedding dress trends between the different countries? Oh, yeah, good question. It's it's, it's Mm. like, you know, the UK definitely has a more conservative approach. Mm. Like they like to cover up but then they they like to feel quite effortless as well. Like it doesn't feel, it's not as heavily corseted and gowned. Kate Middleton vibes. Yeah, exactly. Classic. Classic. Yeah, that very classic elegance. The US... I still am trying to get my head around it. US taste blows my mind. Blows my mind. It's, I, I feel like it's very tasteless. <laughs> well, you want to say tacky, don't you? <laughs> I, I, well, I, I said it in a nicer way, but so, I just I find I it. I don't understand. I don't either. understand what we find with the US is, and it's so like they're the most wonderful people. I love how positive yeah, and sure their same. approach to life yeah. is they just want to lift you up and like how can we connect you to help you do so grow true. it and I love it so much. And then it comes, you know, these people that I meet, they're amazing. It comes to their wedding gown and I feel like they're living like five years ago. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. Are you sure? But we could like yeah. do this and this could be really cool. It's like, oh, no, 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 I want that from five collections ago. Would you, but if they ask for five, would you give that to them if they wanted it? Well, 
we sort of, we run the way that we run our product is we have a core product range yeah. that we um, and, still yeah. can deliver yeah. to and we have some retired gowns as well that we still can deliver. But then if they're discontinued, yeah. it's like, no, because it doesn't align to us anymore yeah, either yeah, and it, it feels, it might feel old for us or we might have changed and moved on and you will always want people in your current yeah. product and, and representing the brand as it feels now, yeah. not in the past. Yeah, so weird. Like we've got a lot of friends that live there and they're always like, oh, Australian fashion's amazing. Yeah. Like always front runner. But for us, when we go over there, I'm like, all I want to do is go shopping and then I'm always at Australian boutiques. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you Zimmerman feel disappointed. Or- yes. And then it's twice the price because it's <laughs> yeah, in the American so dollar, not Australian dollar. And you're just like, oh, this is so frustrating. <laughs> so frustrating. So, yeah, I still I still don't understand why. Mm. And that, I always try and get my head around it because then, you know, the clients that we're meeting in New York are so cool. Yeah. yeah. So well, New York's a bit of a different vibe. It's a bit of a yeah, different vibe, definitely. definitely. Yeah. But so that's always interesting. And then Australia, yeah, is probably the most modern, I'd yeah. say. Definitely very fashion forward. Definitely everyone seems – I feel like a lot of women here know their sense of style. Yeah. So they know what they want, what they don't like, and are very happy to feel like they're representing themselves or their own personality within their gown. Mm-hmm. Whereas in America, I feel like it is more trend-driven sometimes. Yeah. What's your favourite dress that you've oh, ever designed? such a good question. <laughs> I actually never have had that question. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like something you just... I feel like it changes because yeah. I, you know, I change. I have moods where I go, I just want it to be really effortless yeah. and chic and just like I just want a silk slip. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go full the other way and, you know, my aesthetic is very minimal or like all sparkles. Yeah. So, you know, I do love a sparkly dress as well. So that is a really And you've done a little bit of like blue turquoise colour too, haven't you? Like, Yeah, we did. In our last, we've got a new collection launching in two weeks, but Uh that's why it might. And, you know, when you're in product, you're always like ahead and then you remember, oh, far out. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, But the last collection we shot in Greece had, yeah, the big. That was stunning. Yeah, big, um, kind of like cobalt blue Mm -hmm. statement gowns and beading. Was that tulle or something? Yeah, big stunning. We called it Cookie Monster behind the scenes. Just <laughs> give them all nicknames just because that's what happens. And, yeah, it was pretty fun. We have this vision of – so my brother is our in-house producer yeah. and he travels with me for the campaigns and I have this <laughs> vision of him. I said to him, can you run up to the cars and I need the big – I need Cookie Monster right now. And he's like, really? And the car was like 500 metres away oh, yeah. and it was so hot. Oh, no. He comes back down and he was like literally <laughs> – dripping in so he's like here you go <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I hope the dress is fine yeah, yeah. the dress is perfect yeah. and he's like oh. It's that time of week again. It is the Chemist Warehouse Picks of the Week. So this week it's my pick and the winter months are approaching. It's starting to get a little bit chilly so it's really important to start building your immune system. What's the old saying? A plan? A, a plan without... A preparation or a preparation without a plan is a plan to fail. Yes. So right. a plan, a winter getting sick, if you don't plan to prepare to not get sick, you will get sick. Yes. So that's what I'm trying to say. Olive leaf extract. There is a peppermint flavor. This one is just, you literally just put it in a little medicine thing and take it. Um, this one is flavored, so it doesn't taste like olive leaf, olive oil. Peppermint, it's delicious. But why you take it is because it increases your immune health. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, olive oil, how good it is for you, the Mediterranean diet, everyone swears by it. 
So you take that for your immune health so you don't get sick over winter. So just prepping for that winter, I was going to say winter bod, but prepping for that winter immune system and just your general well-being. I don't want you going down again. I know, I can't. So this is Australian made, available from Chemist Warehouse, and you can either get the liquid or you can get the tablets, whatever floats your boat. And me being a farm girl, can I just say, I love that the olive leaf farms are based in South East Queensland. Yeah, that's wild. So supporting Australian businesses, which we love. You can get this from Chemist Warehouse now. And they're supporting your immune health. Love that. I want to talk about, I feel like a lot of, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast and we're currently there with Talilu at the moment. It's like at that scaling stage, it's like, do we keep going like how we're going or how do we exactly what Sarah said, like level up? What would be your advice to anyone that's listening that is in that position now? It is really is the hardest thing to do. We're at a stage again where we feel like we're about to go through another growth spurt and you can feel it. You like, you can feel the momentum and you know, I feel like your gut feeling and we do use a lot of data in the business to make decisions as well. And it does point to that way, you know, when things are going up, Mm. you can tell, but I feel like you do get this really sudden feeling, a gut feeling that something's about to go off. Mm -hmm. And it generally, in my experience, has always been right. Okay. And I think it's just trying to be, you can't be prepared because you don't know what that growth is. What or, that growth yeah. is. But you can sort of, you know, like we'll talk to our, you know, we work with factories and our partners, we call them, you know, in India and China. And we've worked closely with them for most of them for over eight years now. And we'll talk to them and say, look, we feel like we're about to grow again. What are you doing to mm-hmm. what or what yeah, what are your capabilities? How how many staff have you got at the moment? Can, you know, how many how much floor space do you have? Is there an opportunity to grow there? Um, if we did increase our orders and they'll, you know, it's keeping that line of communication open, mm-hmm. speaking to our teams constantly about what's happening with our clients and what the general feed, because it can sometimes be in response to a collection or a certain gown that's gone viral or a bride, like a, if we've had an influence or a celebrity mm-hmm. bride, you know, the, the response to that can trigger some of those things as well. Mainly it's collection based. If there's a strong collection, then you can see it almost come through yeah. straight after which you'd feel the same with your stuff, yeah, I imagine, as well, yeah. like a certain piece and you can see it. It's like yeah. almost immediate. Socials is so good for that yeah. and is an indicator. You know, if something goes viral, you're like, okay, we're about to kick off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, yeah, preparing the team, making sure that we, you know, if you don't have your operations, you know, quite ready, I don't think anything's ever going to be perfect, mm-hmm. especially in a growing business. It never is. But just having the ability to communicate and problem solve and all be on the same page of what you want, where you want to go to, how you're going to do it, making sure that everyone feels really comfortable asking, you know, there's never such, never anything is, never such thing as a stupid question, yeah, but yeah. making sure that people have the comfort to ask and that the if they're running yeah. into it and the confidence and to talk about it. And we, as a team, we do connect very well and we do communicate very well, even though we're actually not that together. Like we're not, it's not normal to be in the office. You know, we've got some yeah. people in New York, we've got some people in, we've got a couple of team members in Canada. We've got um, some people here. We've got some people at retail in Chapel Street. You know, the people are... Yeah, all over the shop. So it is important that we all do, whether it's, you know, WhatsApp, phone call, Zoom, whatever it is, let's just quickly connect on the line and then move forward. Mm. And then overall, Claire, make sure that we're all sticking on the path together and she plans it out as, okay, you know, here are the goals, here are the milestones. This is what we're going for, guys. 
wow, I'm like thinking in my head, how the hell are you coordinating a Zoom with all that? Those people everywhere. I'm like, especially oh my God. New York based on logistics. Oh, I know the time zones are horrendous. Yeah, yeah, especially New York. I feel like that's the worst. And another question that comes up with a lot of businesses and people we speak to is hiring staff. I yes. That scares the absolute shit out of me. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. I think because we're is like, it? I yes, love that. I love freaks. I don't know. I'm just like, how? I see it as an opportunity for fresh eyes on the business. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like it's always someone coming in because when you're in a business and you're working hard, particularly, you know, we're really lucky that a lot of our staff have been with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's been great and we've watched them grow with us. But we've all got the same view now. Like yeah. we all kind of think very similarly. We, you know, we understand what the plan is. Yeah. So, But someone comes in, like recently we hired a CFO, which was a really a new big role for us, and him coming in and taking fresh eyes and looking at it from another perspective from the experience he's brought with him and going, well, have you thought about doing it this yeah. way? And I get really excited mm, by that because I'm true. like, what can you see that I can't anymore? Yeah. And when you're in it, you're in it, you're in it, you're in it, and and you're muddled, and you also there's emotional ties to things as well that you know someone might come and go. I don't think you need to be doing that, Mm. or you're spending all your time doing this. Should you really be prioritizing this instead? Or this is where you're doing really well. Why are we worrying about this? Yeah, for instance. So. And to hire, we, you know, we have our values, and we make sure that when we hire, we hire to those values, and. It's every time that we don't that we realise oh. that, you know, actually you don't, not the right fit. it's not the right fit. Mm-hmm. And then we also do strengths testing. So we personality and strengths test most new people that come into the business and understand, like, what their personality is. Are they extroverted? Are they introverted? How are they going to, you know, do they feel things? Do they think things? Like, what's their perception? What are their strengths in their personality as well and what are they not as strong as and what they might find difficult and how is that going to work with the dynamic of the yeah. current team that we've got? I love that because I, I've i got a, a mentor and one of my big things I'm trying to work on is be a better leader and I, I say, oh, I've yeah. struggled really read, reading people. Like I don't yeah. know what their strengths are and he's like, so doing something like that mm, yeah. I think allows you to be a better leader for your team because you know how to communicate to them. You know how Absolutely. they'll receive it. You know how to get the best out of them. Yeah, like the best. I think I had such a moment where so there's four siblings in my family. So my Mm. second sister, as children, we never got along. Even as adults, we weren't particularly friendly, but she is a very good accountant, worked at PwC, and I did some work with them and she worked on my account and was like, love this business, this is great. I was like, great, want to come across? She's like, actually, I'm interested, which was really good. Yeah. And I said, how are we going to work together? And Claire was like, let's just, like, we know what your strengths are, Kai, and what your personality is. Let's get L tested. Mm-hmm. And what came out of it so is that, you know, L puts so much weight on fairness. She just needs things to be fair mm-hmm. and then she's fine. And as soon as I found that out about her personality, that was so, it just made everything else work for me. I was like, oh, you're not trying to be difficult. Yeah. You're just trying to make it fair. Mm, like, and you just uh, want everyone to have the same, you know, weight on everything. And then I was like, oh, okay, it's not you being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you would This would have helped maybe about 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah. But, um, what are these tests? What is so it's the- like Myers-Briggs. Oh, yeah. And um, what are the other ones? Well, you do that in the interview process or once they're like? Once we've interviewed and then if they're going to go to the next stage, we definitely and definitely before we hire someone now. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is really important. That's actually a really good idea if anyone's yeah. listening and wanting to hire staff. I love that. Just, it's, yeah, been a really good tool for us. Yeah. Just to make, and, like, you don't always get it right. Sometimes things don't work out or people don't tell you the truth in interviews of what mm. their intentions or what yeah, they true. want are. <laughs> but you can, I feel like you get a general sense at least and it just gives you something else to kind of back up either what you're thinking or if you're not 100%, it might come through and you might go, actually, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Because it's you know, to train people up and to invest your time in helping them and growing them and because you want to offer that as, you know, a part of your leadership is offering them, you know, growth within mm-hmm. there and, and a path for them is just understanding them more and if it's not going to work, there's no point from the start. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I have a question. Being a global brand now, coming from being a policewoman, yeah. I would say that there's a lot of... Um, the word say imposter syndrome going yeah. around, people like th- mm. throwing it around. Did you ever battle with that? Um, it's so funny because I heard someone say this the other day in the uh, podcast and I, do you know, I just say I don't think I've ever had it because, you know, the police force for me when I left school, I left school, I went travelling, I love travelling. Yeah. That's even part of, you know, we are talking about it off air before. Yeah. A part of my work is travel and that's mm. very important to me and but having alone time is yeah. very important. <laughs> I am actually a better person if I just have alone time. I think alone a lot time. of fill your, yeah. fill your own <laughs> yeah. yeah, Exactly. I have to have that moment and then I can move forward. But I, we had an unfortunate family circumstance. I had to come home and I was like, what am I going to do? Join the police force. But the police force at the time was so right for me and it taught me so much about negotiation, communication, Um, you know, really grounded me. I saw a lot. I, you know, got to witness a lot and I think it was great. I got to meet a lot of people. I got to do a lot of community things, which mm -hmm. was really important for me at the time. And then I just don't think I ever had the confidence to launch into fashion Mm -hmm. or didn't even know that it was an option because it wasn't offered in school. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, although mum had done it, it wasn't ever pushed on me I guess she was always like your kids do what you want to do Mm -hmm. like and so I I always thought it was for the cool kids and I wasn't very cool so in school I was sporty like Mm -hmm. I swam every day and so it wasn't ever in my thing but I did love it so I think it was more just I didn't have the confidence I don't think I felt like I was being someone else or I couldn't yeah I just didn't have the confidence to really or really actually knew what I wanted Mm. yeah you come out of school you're so young yeah yeah. you know do you see any they're so different careers, but are there any similar, I can never say this word, similarities <laughs> between being a police, I just want to know, a policewoman and doing what you're doing now? Um, communication. Okay. Definitely. I think, you know, with brides, they want that sense of ease. Mm-hmm. And I think by communi- over-communicating to them at times is really important because there is so much emotion mm-hmm. in the process. Um, so them understanding what the timelines are, what's going to happen when they come in store, what the end of the process looks like. If you really spend and listening to them and getting to know them and under, applying whatever they're trying to do for their day to how their gown might, you know, look or feel, that helps the outcome. It makes the process a lot easier for them. They feel like, you know, you're giving them a big hug and yeah. walking them through. And I feel like in the police force, a lot of my time, you know, was spent talking to people, mm-hmm. communicating, understanding their needs, understanding what they wanted out of the situation, whatever it might be. So yeah. definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Bridezillas, do you ever get them? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. I was just thinking. Yeah, that. yeah, like, that's definitely a yes. That's definitely a yes. I was just thinking you're so calm. Yeah, I know. Right. Do you know, I would say 99% of brides, of our brides particularly, are wonderful. Like 
insanely beautiful people with very similar personalities or even across the world I find that we attract a certain type of bride that is very easygoing, fun-loving, that feels like the brand as well, a bit sunny. Love that. Um, But every now and then you get someone and often I find it actually doesn't have anything to do with the dress or you find out later. Mm. Yeah. But they've got a lot going on. It's not often that a person particularly... You know, you might be young, you might be old, but you have to plan an event for 100 or, you know, everyone does things differently. But just say you are average people are planning an event for 100 plus people. That's not their ordinary day or day to day. And then they add in some family problems, (laughs) add in some stressful conversations with the fiance, add in a few hiccups. And sometimes people need to take it out on someone and often that becomes us. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, and we just find that nothing's going to make them happy and it actually, at the, I always tell um, the team that it's often got nothing to do yeah. with us. You, we just do everything and help them through it Yeah, but make sure that also they understand that, you know, there are boundaries. That's mm. very important because sometimes people do cross those boundaries and that's not fair to the staff. It's not yeah. how I want my team treated. It's not fair to the brand it's not fair to the business but very politely you will go about telling them you've got you've got to caution yeah of course it's emotional yeah I feel like you probably don't get many bridezillas because it is about the communication and you're making the females feel a certain way when they're walking yeah, in and you stuff want to like that yeah. they feel so beautiful like we want them just to feel so beautiful yeah what's something that you guys do differently to other boutiques like you know how you said you had that really bad experience. What was one of the things that you were like from that experience? I have to, other than communication, have to import into my our brand. Yeah, definitely. I'd say our customer service and okay. that warmth. Yeah, like I want people to walk through the door and feel like they can breathe out, mm-hmm. not like they're like holding their breath, feeling yeah. overwhelmed, going yeah. what is. And sometimes it's inevitable that some people are going to feel a bit anxious mm-hmm. coming in, and you can't stop that. But the team, I think, have got some really great tools and ways of communicating and, and welcoming people that makes them feel like, yeah. actually, we're here to help you. We want you to find your gown. Even if it's not matched to our setting and it might not be us, we'll give you, you know, we'll try and suggest people that would be suitable. Oh, that's nice. Because yeah. I think that's really important. Sometimes you can't please everyone yeah. and we are a very certain aesthetic, but if you've come in and it hasn't worked out or, you, for instance, you want an all-lace, very traditional mm-hmm. gown, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here are some brands that would be really good for you. Yeah. Um, But we, you know, I generally, yeah, I feel like that's where our point of difference is and just bringing a very much more modern approach to bridal. Yeah. And feed, I feel like I just feed everyone champagne when they come to the door. <laughs> just relax, just chill. Here's have a, a mimosa. Yeah, 100%. a mimosa. No. So you're still in South Melbourne now, but have you moved? No, so we're in our retail store oh. is in Chapel Street. Yes, that's oh. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, opposite the Jam Factory in a beautiful new store there, which is really, really great. And then our head office is currently South Melbourne, but we're okay. about to move out to Mulgrave, oh, which no. is a new oh, move no for us. Way. I know. Oh, it's going to be a bit different. It's a bit different yeah, out there. That's like upscaling, like you're going out to the birds. We're going out there. I mean, it's a lovely um, family-run coffee shop underneath, which I'm really excited right. about getting to know them. <laughs> and I will get to know them yeah. well, the amount of coffee I drink. And But it's just, you know, we need space yeah. now, which mm. is exciting. Um but all yeah, the space is so important, yeah. and the space the you know the space we're in now, I'd say, needs a bit of work. And this new space that we're moving in feels like it's a, well, that's a nice. level up. So that's cool. Do you see yourself in bridal all the time, just designing bridal? 
No, definitely not. Like we're, yeah. break, we're breaking into party wear or have been the last year. Sort have of you seen these sequin pants? Oh, yeah, I love my sequin pants. They're no. fucking amazing. <laughs> Seriously, you need to go on the website. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. So we're definitely starting to play in that field a little bit. And give yeah. it a, you always test and try. I think mm-hmm. it's important to constantly push yourself to try new things. So we're definitely, particularly in New York, we're seeing a huge demand for evening wear. Yeah, wow. So here, not so much, but definitely over there, there's the I pool. I can see that. Yeah. There's just so much money there. It's like yeah. all the Upper East Side, like all those women and mm, stuff like exactly. that. And they yeah. have these grand galas yeah. and dinners, which is incredible to go to that maybe we just, you know, the opportunity isn't here so much, but definitely over there. Yeah, 100%. Now, you're a mum. Are you a yes. mum of three? Two. Two. Okay. Oh, I can't believe I don't know why I saw four, three. My sister's got three uh, recently. Um, so how do you balance, this is a great question, I love asking people, that. how do you balance being a mom, you know, running a business, all those Traveling. things? Traveling. We, uh, my husband works full-time as well and has mm-hmm. quite a big job, so it definitely definitely is taxing. Yep. I think always reminding ourselves what we're working towards and for us it's you know, for me personally, my goal is not to have financial pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I've always grown up with financial, a bit of financial pressure, not so much in my younger family life, Mm -hmm. but since I left home to deal, you know, looking after myself and I don't like that feeling. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's to not have that pressure on ourselves. So whenever I'm having a hard moment, I'm like, just remember you working and I want to this global brand and this is all the things that come with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have help. So I have um, a nanny who's wonderful and she's also helps me during the day with just like some cooking and cleaning and Mm -hmm. groceries, just all those things that allow me to come home and feel like I am doing the right thing because I think we had a moment in time where we didn't have any help and I was a mess. Yeah. Like the laundry was piling up. I felt like we we're buying like takeaway meal, not takeaway, but you know, like yeah. your store bought lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm like the kids are going to not want to ever see lasagna ever again. Huh. I don't eat meat, but they do. And they yeah. were like, Whoa. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think making sure with Jack and I, uh, my husband, have the support around us and also really having. Like I set some pretty solid boundaries, you know, between five and seven. I generally won't have my phone with me. That's like getting home. Yeah, yeah, giving love back to the girls, making sure I'm invested in what their day's been, what they've got on. I feel like I always forget a school sport or a birthday (laughs) party, but at least, you know, we can have that conversation and trying to be there for that moment in the day. Even if I'm travelling, I'll either try and leave, you know, late at night so I can get that moment Mm -hmm. or skip the weekend, you know, be home for the weekend and leave late Sunday night or early Monday morning so they can get as much time in. Um, And, yeah, just making sure connecting. My eldest daughter, who's nine, has just started messaging on an iPad, which is wild. I'm sure there's a lot of mums that, like, go through these stages and I'm literally getting... When she gets home from emojis. school, oh, emojis. So many, and um, gifts. So they gifts. No, what are the avatars? Oh, oh yes. So yeah. many of them. And then she'll be like, "Where are you?" And then a second later, "Where are you, mum? Where are you?" I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm like, "I'm here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Um. So it's you know just going through the stages with her. Yeah. Just we make it work. Keeping, keeping family time on the weekends. Yeah. Trying. You know, because you can, you know. You can fill up and then I think it's sometimes I have to remember, okay, what's important, mm. what's important for the family first and it's going to keep us going and make us feel really good about our little unit. Of, mm-hmm. And then, you know, when things get crazy, because I feel like March and April is always a crazy time in Melbourne, like what's important? Yeah. So what's going to benefit the business, what's going to benefit 
that's usually the first question is, is this a benefit to the business for me to go to this and not be at home with the kids or, you know, not go on a trip? Or, and then that's how I kind of just try and there is no, there's ne- like it feels like there never is balance. Yeah. If you're yeah. sort of exceeding in one area, generally one other area it's might so be true. falling that's away a bit. what Wilkinson said when she was on. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you're always going to fall in it's one. It's sacrifices at yeah. some stage. Yeah. All, like balance out. Yeah. 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 But I feel like you know, you know when it's happening. Yeah. So as long as. Sometimes your awareness is there and the communication with your husband and those people around you is there. I'm really lucky, like I said, that my whole family is in the business. So, you know, in tougher times or if I'm sort of getting super busy and missing getting home, you know, I can call my sister and be like, can you, or often it's actually not being able to get the kids to school. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, can you take Willa to school for me? Mm -hmm. I'm just, I need to be here and I'm meant to be there and I can't, and they're really good with jumping in and helping. Well, that's nice. What are some bridal trends for the next 12 months? Uh, I think Sophia Ritchie on the weekend. Oh, my God, stop. Yeah, yeah, I think she's a very good example of what's going to come through. I think it's like that. Natural, natural, classic money, like kind of very clean cut. I feel like, you know, men are going to have that more preppy look. Yeah. And women are going to be more conservative, very elegant. Yeah. She was stunning on the weekend. Yeah. Like absolutely stunning. She's done a very. That's my TikTok feed. Yeah. But I'm not. I know. I feel like you can't get away from it in a good way. I'm like, oh, there's an outfit I haven't seen anymore. I'm not mad about it. I feel like it's just elevated her profile as well so much because she just looked. Yeah. I haven't looked at her TikTok yet, but apparently it's pretty She just great. started it. Yeah. So it was a lot of, like, makeup. I haven't watched it all, but she's, yeah. um, I really like her. Yeah, same. Yeah. She's likeable. Yeah. Are two dresses still a thing? Like a oh, at the very least. Two dresses. No, two dresses. Oh, at least. At least. I feel like least? that's a minimal now. No. Yeah. How many dresses are people having? Generally, like, most brides will buy their ceremony look and a party look. Like, that's the norm. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the norm. norm. And then now it's sometimes like a hen's look or a recovery mm. look, a rehearsal dinner look. Wow. It's a lot of there's, yeah, there's, there are outfits. I don't know <laughs> how I feel. So with having two dresses, I love the idea of it. But I also have this weird feeling that I'm like, your wedding dress, surely you want to be in that all night because it's like a one-night thing. Like, it's your – I don't know. I've just got this weird – I, I feel like it I depends on the dress it. that you have because if you have a big, you know, a bigger yeah, gown yeah. or something with a longer train or something that sort of sticks out, pick, it's stepping on it and stuff. Yeah, or. and I just find that a lot of clients generally they want to have that point, even if it's much later in the yeah, night, that's where they I get think. in something yeah. to have fun in that yeah. they don't have to feel restricted in yeah. any way. Yeah, I love that. I've just been to a wedding that she was in a dress and then um, we got to the reception and then it was like literally an hour later and she changed into the other dress and I was like, oh, that's a bit like Quick. soon. Do you yeah. think you'd wanna, like, I want some more of this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wouldn't you want, personally for me, I'm like I'd really want to like just really, like, really yeah. enjoy the moment of being in a wedding dress and then put the party dress yeah. on much later. Yeah. But I just – I. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how that sits with me. I'm like, mm. yeah. But I love the idea of having two dresses. Uh, yeah, I do. Love, yeah, I can. Yeah, I feel like you still want to be in the first one for a considerable yeah. amount of time. I yeah. agree with that. Well, especially because it's probably the most expensive one. 100%. So that's why yeah. I'm like, cost for wear. Wear it longer. 100%. Yeah, it's an investment. Yeah. <laughs> it is an investment. Is colour becoming a thing for brides? Um, I'd say there's definitely sort of these dusty pinks and champagnes yeah. and beiges that sort of always – float around I would say I think the more so to that point is that girl women I shouldn't say girls women feel more it feels more acceptable to wear something different yeah so 
you know, we're seeing black wedding dresses occasionally, we're seeing short, we're seeing, you know, there we are seeing all various variances on what the traditional look was. Mm -hmm. So I think that's more acceptable now and a lot more of that's coming through. If you were getting married today, what dress would you choose? Ah, If I got married, I think I would, actually I, I did think about this the other day, a very simple silk slip. Yeah, beautiful. I think when you are around it so often, uh-huh. you start to actually, and I actually see this with a lot of my clients that are either fashion designers or in fashion, uh-huh. like writers or journalists, that they tend to like pull it back a Minimum. lot because, <laughs> yeah, minimally, because you're so used to seeing all the other, you know, all yeah. you're used to wearing or being around it that you just keep taking a layer off and, you know, yeah. peeling it right back. Um, but yeah, I think I'd go very simple. But I'll then I definitely. Have a sparkly yeah, something. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. definitely. What about the back? Would it be like low? Would it be like strappy? Uh, look, I'm a little bit older now. If I was getting married back when I was yeah. what, 25 or whatever it was, I would, yeah, definitely show off the bod. Yeah, was, I love a low back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've got the rig for it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, get the back no out. No one wants to see yeah. like my love handles. I was like, <laughs> Now I'm like, oh, there'd be a fair bit of shapewear involved, so I don't know if I could go that low. If you were getting married today, Sarah, what would you wear? Um, do you know what? There's, there's always been like an above-the-knee white dress that I love oh, wow. with pockets. Yeah, nice. Oh, pockets is good because yeah. then you yeah. can put your lip yeah. At the front or to the side? Side. Side, lovely. Side pockets. Chul? Was, or or just your one. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely, love it. Was it like yeah. tool or? No, no, huh. just like a. Very a, simple. Yeah. Yeah. Shift almost, or no, no? it's kind of like a halter neck, but not. Yeah. Okay, save the photo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. love it to see it. Yeah. Um, strong 90s vibes coming through at the moment. Oh, I as love well. really? Yeah, like Sophia Richie again. Yeah. she wore the Claudia Schiffer. Was Chanel. that the Chanel one? Yeah, yeah. with the buttons. Yeah, yeah, that was cute. I just it was just classic. The rosette at the front. Rosettes are a vibe, yeah, and now. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know. It's a bit I don't like it. It's too girly for me. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? I know, right? Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Ruffle. No, but so. it's been a pleasure to hear your story. I know. Thank you. So yeah. I was like, "What do you want to talk?" Because you know what, I still have you in my phone as Kaya One Day Bridal. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said that before, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, yeah. But when we, at the start, we were like, "Sarah's like, what do you want to talk about?" I'm like, "I actually don't know your story." Like, yeah. Haley, our friend mentioned that you're a police woman and I was like oh my fucking god I did not know that like it makes your story so much more interesting and inspiring so thank you for sharing no thank you and anyone can take the leap yes yeah I definitely think you've got to do it you spend so much time working like you spend more time working than doing it so you've got to love it if you don't love it What's yeah. the point in doing it? I 100%. don't know. If anyone's listening and they are on the hunt to get a wedding dress, where can they find you and your business? Definitely. I always think online is a good place to start because you want to make sure that you actually like what we do yeah. before yeah. stepping in store. Making an There's no point yeah. making an appointment if you're like, oh, I don't like any of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, so heading to our website, kaistudios.com. Um, Instagram's also always a really yeah. great source. Um, and then if you love that, then, yeah, making an appointment in boutique um, online and meet the team, yeah. they're really good. So that's in Sydney, Melbourne and New York. That's if you're up from overseas. Are you going to open in London? I love London, so I would hope so in the yeah. future. Yeah, I feel like that's a good market. Yeah, I is. can't wait to see you take on the world. I know. hope so. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. Thank <laughs> you thank so you much. Hello, thank you. 
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.